Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, December 22nd, and uh, I love Wednesdays. I especially love this Wednesday because we're just a couple days away from Christmas. I love it because tonight uh, we not only have our uh, service, but we have our candlelight service, and we're going to have a great time together. Seven o'clock, we invite you to join us, but we're glad you're with us today, uh, right now, for our broadcast on the winning side, 95.9 FM. We welcome you on the radio. Uh, those that are watching on Facebook and YouTube, thank you for joining us. And those online and those on our podcast, thank you for tuning in. Happy birthday today to Miss Nellie McAllister. And Miss Nellie, I hope you have a great day and a happy birthday. And then happy anniversary to Eddie and Candace Hood. And I hope you have a great day, both of you. And I thank the Lord for you. Uh, I mentioned the candlelight service tonight, 7 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be great. Uh, let's pray for our church, pray for our school, pray for our missionaries, pray for our members, pray for one another. And uh, I hope that uh, you'll have a great day, a good afternoon, and then I'll look forward to seeing many of you tonight, 7 o'clock, for our service. Here's a great song, Glory to God in the Highest, uh, by Brother Ed Russ and the uh, Men's Quartet. And you know, I'm thankful for the Christmas stories we have in Matthew 2 and Luke 2, but that's what the angels said. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Hope you enjoyed this song. After this song, we'll get into our lesson uh, for today on the ingredients for the Christmas story. Look up, fear not, the angel said. Behold the Messiah's come, the one of whom you've read. And as he spoke to men that day, the heavenly host around the throne joined in to say, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill to men. Heavenly angels announced his arrival in the little town of Bethlehem. Hallelujah to the Lord, sing holy. He was born to save the world from sin. Glory to God in the highest glory. Hallelujah to the Lord, amen. And still today the wise men come, offering their praise to God's anointed one. And as they speak, their heartfelt love this glorious sound falls on my ears from up above. Glory to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill to men. Heavenly angels announce His arrival in the little town of Bethlehem. Hallelujah to the Lord, sing holy. He was born to save the world from sin. Glory to God in the highest glory. Hallelujah to the Lord, amen. Sing glory to God in the highest glory. Town in the town of Bethlehem, hallelujah, hallelujah to all 
so far some of the key ingredients of the Christmas story and of course I'd love to hear from you if you have some uh, some traditions or some things that you say hey every year we've got to do this every year we, uh, we we have this event we do or we have this food we do or we have this song we sing or we have I don't know what it may be I'd love to hear from you uh, but I thank the Lord for these uh, good memories from Christmas and I thank the Lord for my parents and all that they did to make Christmas special for us, you know, growing up, we did not. I'll tell you, to be honest, I'm not exaggerating, uh, but we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, I remember uh, one Christmas where uh, my parents always did something for us, and uh, I remember Christmases where my parents they would not do anything for each other. They didn't have the money for that, but they'd make sure that the kids had something. And it was small. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't video game systems, and uh, it wasn't uh, you know dirt bikes and four wheelers and you know uh, trampolines and all this stuff that it seems like kids have these days. But it was something that was small, but it was something that was very meaningful. And uh, my parents uh, they made it special for us. Uh, but I remember one year. I remember there was a knock at the door. I think it was a day or two before Christmas. There was a knock at the front door. And uh, we kind of, we were, it was one of those times where you weren't expecting somebody. And so we caught up and we said, I wonder what that was. And we went to the front door, we opened the door and there on the front porch, there was a big cardboard box and a couple bags. And inside that box and inside those bags, there were presents wrapped for each of the children. There was something for my mom and dad, I believe, and there was something for the family. And to this day, I don't know who it was. My parents, they said they didn't know, and I really believe they didn't know. But somebody had, had a burden, and somebody said, we want to be a blessing to the Coburnat family. Uh, my dad at the time was a Christian school teacher. He wasn't making a whole lot of money, and we had a large family. And uh, just, you know, we didn't know any better. We didn't have a lot, but we had fun. We had the Lord. We had each other. But somebody did that for us. And, uh, you know, I hope that we will always have traditions of, of doing something for others at Christmas time. I think about what we try to do for our shut-ins, what we try to do for our widows and, and those that are in need. And I hope we'll do that. But uh, let me know. I'd love to hear about your uh, traditions or things that you do from year to year for Christmas with your family. But let's look at the third key ingredient of the Christmas story. We saw the prophecy. We saw the place. But number three, let's see today the people. The people, you know, Mary and Joseph, we look at Mary and Joseph and they were incredible people, no doubt about it. They were holy, uh, they were just, uh, they were right with God, they were sincere, they were honest, all those things. 
But you know, although they had the right lineage, Mary and Joseph were not kings and queens. Uh, Joseph was not a priest. Joseph was not a prophet. They were not wealthy people. We know that. Uh, we, we know that they basically just kind of were ordinary, everyday people. But you know what's amazing? They were the people that God used. That ought to bless your heart today. That ought to encourage you today to say, hey, God uses ordinary people. God uses average people. God uses people that have no special talent, no special ability. They don't have a lot of money. They're not the smartest. They're not the most talented. But those are people that God will use who are just ordinary. I'll give you another example. We know about Mary and Joseph. What about the shepherds? Now, to us, those shepherds were very important because they were the ones that the angels appeared to and gave the message to go see the baby that was born lying in the manger. But I got, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you know any of the names of those shepherds? Any, uh, I tell you what, just give me one or two. I don't know any names. You don't know any names. They're not even named in the Bible. Can I tell you why? I believe it's because they were just ordinary people. They were just average people, but God used the shepherds in a great way. They went, they saw the baby, and they went and told everybody. They went and told of the things that they had seen and the things that had been told to them. Uh, here's another one. How about the wise men? Again, we don't know the names of those wise men. Uh, as a matter of fact, we don't even know how many there were. You know, we sing that Christmas carol, we three kings of Orient are, and we don't know how many there were, but we don't even know their names. I'll give you another one. How about this? Tell me what country were they from? We don't even know what country they were from. I believe they were from the region of Babylon and just because of uh, where they came from. And I believe probably they had read some of the writings and prophecies of Daniel to know the timing for when the Savior would be born. But we don't know their names. We don't know where they were from. Can I tell you, God uses ordinary people uh, Mary and Joseph were just ordinary people, but let me tell you this, they were spiritual people. They were people that loved God, people that worshiped and honored God. I believe they were hardworking people. You know what we find about Joseph in the Bible? That he was a carpenter. Can I tell you, you're not going to be a carpenter and be lazy. If you're lazy and you're a carpenter, you're not going to be in that business very long. They were hardworking people. They were people that were seeking God when God spoke they listened. When God spoke, they obeyed. They responded. They were just ordinary people. How about Gideon? Remember Gideon in the Bible? Gideon, whose army of 300 was used to conquer a, a Midianite army of over 100,000 soldiers? Well, Gideon, you say, he, was, he must have been a, a pretty awesome guy, right? No. As a matter of fact, when God called him, he said, God, you got the wrong guy. I am the least of my father's house. Now, in my father's house, there are other people you could have picked that were higher than me, but I'm the lowest of the low. I am low man on the totem pole, but yet God used Gideon. How about David? Now, we know David is King David and the one that killed Goliath and all that, but do you remember when Samuel went to anoint the next king of Israel? Now, think about this. He went to the house of Jesse, and he said, Jesse, I need you to bring your sons in here because one of them is going to be king. Jesse called all of the brothers except for David. Samuel looked at each of the guys and he said, nope, not this one. Nope, not this one. This isn't the guy. This one's not going to work. And he got through all the brothers. I think there were seven of them, right? And he said, Jesse, 
do you have any more sons? And Jesse, it's like an afterthought. Jesse says, oh yeah, forgot about David, but he's just the youngest. He's just out watching the sheep. Samuel said, bring him on in. And when Jesse brought David in, Samuel anointed him to be the king of Israel. Even David's own family never thought that David could be the king. But you know what? God saw something in David that he could use. And I want to tell you, God uses ordinary people just like you and just like me, and I'm so glad he does. Uh, Let's be people that God can use. Let's be people that are available. Let's not become proud and think that God God, uh, could never make it without us. Boy, God would be in trouble without us. If God did not have us, I want to tell you, he'd have no problem finding somebody else to use. It's not God that needs us, but it is us. It is we who need God. And let's be people that God can use. I hope you have a great day. Uh, Merry Christmas. Look forward to the service tonight. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll look forward to seeing you then. God bless you. Take care. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.